going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Red and Gold Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Matt Llewellyn. Matt, how you doing tonight? That was a tough one, man. Um, you know, I want to wish everybody who's joining us right now a Merry Christmas. Um, I want to wish Jimmy Garoppolo a bah humbug. He continues to be a lump of coal in the stocking of this 49ers season, and I'm tired of it. So with that being said, until next time, go Niners. Just kidding, guys. We're not leaving you just yet. Um, it's just that was an ugly, ugly loss. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo's got to go, plain and simple. He was yeah. the primary factor of why the 49ers lost. He missed a wide-open Kyle Juszczyk. He had four or five passes that should have been intercepted. Two of them were. More of them should have been. Um, yeah, um, Dylan, uh, thank you for at least showing up. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't. Um, thank you to everybody who, you know, man, this just goes to show. I mean, are you telling me, are you telling me that Trey Lance couldn't do just as just what Jimmy Garoppolo did? Yeah. And I know that all of his stands are going to look at the box score. Oh, he's 26 to 35. He was 322. He led a fourth quarter tying drive. They never should have been there in the first place. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. What do you think, Zach? It was atrocious. Um, I, I'm trying to debate in my head, was this worse than the Indianapolis game? Because the Indianapolis game, you at least had the monsoon to blame for it. They were playing out there, even though Carson Wentz had no problem pushing the ball down the field. Oh, this was this was way worse. This, yeah. This was, was the this horrible. third quarter was the worst quarter of football the 49ers have played this season. You go into half with a 10-point lead, and it should have been 21, if not 17 points, but whatever. Fine, it's a 10-point lead. Within, what, five minutes, it's evaporated. The 49ers are now tied at 10-10. Jimmy Garoppolo, the first interception he threw in the end zone, zero excuse for that throw. He George Kittle was blanketed the whole time, the entire time. There was not a single millisecond where any logical quarterback could see him and say, oh, that's an open target in the end zone. Let me toss that. And it was first in goal. Why are you pushing that that hard? Live to play another snap. Instead, Jimmy tosses it for a turnover. That's seven points off the board at the very worst three. They lost by three. Well, here's the thing, though. I don't necessarily blame Kyle for the play calling. Jimmy should have never thrown that ball. No, he shouldn't. Never. No. I mean, what is he looking at there? Um, by the way, guys, if you're watching on Twitter, I see a bunch of you guys are. Head over to our YouTube channel. So we can see your comments. We cannot see or interact with any of your comments on Twitter. We want to see you. We want you guys to be part of the show with your comments. Head over to youtube.com slash 49ers type. You will see our stream. While you guys are here, hit like and subscribe. It really helps out the channel. Um, yeah, it, it was very, very ugly. And Matt, I want to ask you, why did they get away from George Kittle in the second half? I mean, Debo was beasting. Don't get me wrong, but it seemed like he didn't get any looks at all. I think Bayard is better than people. I, I'm interested to see the all 22. I'm willing to bet that Bayard played a huge role in that because Bayard's a very good safety. Um, I, I think it was just level of competition, you know. Uh, you don't and and you know they used him um, on one of the third down sacks. They were they were blocking George Kittle. So, but I mean honestly, this is this is Jimmy, dude. This is Jimmy. This is this is what you get. Yeah. And it used to be that he would do it drive to drive series to series now it seems like he does it game to game 
Yeah. Where I mean, we talked about it on the previous show. He's never gone three straight games without show, without throwing a pick. And the 49ers are now one and seven when Jimmy Garoppolo throws an interception in a game this year. Yep. So you're talking about 10. I mean, the first two, and it's so funny because the first two drives, Jimmy was immaculate. He was in the only incompletion he had was the interception. He was eight for eight at one point. Steve says then- Whitner actually blamed the first interception on Kittle, basically. Whitner's got CTE. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. no disrespect. I mean, honestly, that's, that's a joke, but Dante Whitner, that take is terrible. It, it's a bad take. Anthony says Jimmy G more like Jimmy peed his panda. Am I right? I think peed his <laughs> pants, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think Anthony likes pandas a lot. It was uh it was atrocious. And going to your earlier point, Matt, I tweeted out about an hour ago. It would be terrible if Trey Lance came in and made rookie mistakes like throwing interceptions in the end zone or right to defenders, missing wide open receivers for touchdowns. Uh, and missing open receivers on fourth downs, that would be absolutely terrible, and I don't think the 49ers could overcome that. But, but that's, that's what exactly what they're getting with Jimmy. Yeah. So it, it, if your argument is it's going to hold the offense back because of these rookie mistakes, Jimmy is doing that right now. Eight-year vet, third or fourth-year starter. I don't even remember. I think third-year starter with the Niners. There's right. absolutely zero excuses for the way he's played. And I, I would have benched him midway through the fourth, third quarter. I don't see why Kyle can't. Uh, you were telling me right now before we went on, he basically gave him a pass for his interceptions, right? Yeah, he said he said it's not just on him, it's on everybody, and that to me is garbage. Jimmy was the one who pulled the trigger. Jimmy was the one who let, and it, you know this was a dropped interception, but Jimmy was the one who let Evans sucker him and lullaby him into throwing that ball across the middle of the field where Evans knew exactly where it was supposed to go. And if you notice in the second half, the adjustment the Titans made was they took away the middle of the field. And so the 49ers couldn't move the ball. Yeah. So I, I don't know, man. You know, you talk about you talk about Trey Lance, you know, making these rookie mistakes. Here's the thing that Lance brings that Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't. The fact that how many more than once Jimmy Garoppolo took a sack where Trey Lance would have been able to pick up yardage. Yeah. He just stands there. He just stands there. You you know immediately when yep. he's about to take a sack. He just pats the ball, looks around, kind of frantically steps, and then just goes down. It, it, it's yep. so frustrating. Because you know it, you see it happening. Um, yeah. These, the 49ers basically only have themselves to blame. Jimmy Garoppolo specifically, but there were a ton of players that Jimmy was 90% of it. Yes. Yeah, Jimmy was 90%. A bunch of false start penalties. Um, the defense was way too soft. They couldn't get off the field to save their lives. But They're I think all of those are a reaction to Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo made a ton of mistakes. Now the rest of the team feels like, okay, we got to pick him up. It's not here for Jimmy today. We got to pick them up. Then all of a sudden they're pressing. They're making mistakes. Yeah. You know, Norman and Thomas were not great in coverage in the second half. They were really bad in coverage, actually. And they let A.J. Brown feast. Yeah. And, you know, that wouldn't have been as bad had Jimmy Garoppolo not, you know, completely shit the bed in the first half. He had Juszczyk wide open for a touchdown after he had already thrown a red zone pick. It should have been 21 to nothing. Yep. Instead, they go into halftime 10 to nothing, come out completely flat in the third quarter because Tennessee made great adjustments. And they end up getting outscored in the second half, 20 to 7. Just inexcusable. Inexcusable. Yeah. And it primarily stems from Jimmy Garoppolo playing like shit. The missed throw to juice was one of the worst 
worst I think I've ever seen. He was wide open, walk-in touchdown. And yep. not only was it not a touchdown, it wasn't even a completion. He threw yep. it completely over his head. Yep. There's absolutely zero excuse from that. If you're paying Jimmy Garoppolo what, 26, whatever amount of money he he's making He wasn't even under pressure. Year, no. Somebody tweeted me at that before I could reply. They deleted their tweet. They said, oh, you're taking this out of context. You missed that. the pressure, forced him in to throw it, you know, kind of erratically. And I took screenshots. I'm like, he was a, com- a completely clean pocket. clean pocket. Stepped into it and everything. There's absolutely zero excuse for that um yeah steve says why is jimmy afraid to throw the ball away that's also know. something i've, I've almost see. never seen him do it no he just hangs on to it or he'll throw an interception yep um so we learned earlier matt i think it was john lynch's interview with mayoko if i remember correctly that trey lance's finger injury really kind of affected him longer into the season than the 49ers had initially anticipated now they're saying he's fully healthy, but why aren't we? See, we we you were telling me earlier it's probably because Kyle's getting out of out of uh, rhythm with calling plays both quarterbacks. But why don't we at least see something from Trey Lance when Jimmy isn't getting it done? Because they're in competition for the playoffs, and Jimmy was the one that led them there, and so Jimmy's going to have that rope because Jimmy's a leader. But at some point or another, you can lead by example all you want, but your play on the field has to be more impactful on what's going on than just how you handle a locker room. You know, Trey can grow to be a leader, but Jimmy's not going to grow into being a, an elite quarterback. That's that ship has sailed. He's not there and it's just not going to happen. And, and the dream needs to die and Jimmy Garoppolo needs to go. And games like today are exactly why the 49ers aren't going to get anything worth value from Jim, for Jimmy Garoppolo. The best thing that they're going to get is $27 million in cap space. So, yeah, that I thought was funny, too, because it's like, oh, well, we're, we're basically they're trying to play him to give teams a good viewing of him or what he can do and perhaps get a nice pick in return. And don't get me wrong, the last couple of games, even though he had some boneheaded mistakes, he was playing good enough to where I was thinking maybe they can get a fourth-round pick you know, or something out of him. But it's games like tonight – that will always bring teams back to say, absolutely no way you're going to release this guy and you expect us to give up our draft picks? Hell yeah. no. Hell no. And I don't blame them. I do not blame them one bit because Jimmy Garoppolo, I, I mean, it's just, it, it's atrocious really what he did to this team. And we have people commenting, I feel bad for Debo. I feel bad for Bosa. I feel bad for Kittle. These are wasted seasons because Jimmy is continuing to stay under center at some point yes it does go on to kyle shanahan for continuing to keep him out there but that's just where the 49ers are um matt let me ask you real quick i haven't looked at anything does this affect them at all playoff wise oh yeah oh yeah um i I saw before the game their playoff odds dropped by about 11 percent, and that's just because the two teams right below them minnesota and philadelphia uh the 49ers beat them so they hold the tiebreaker um, and you add on to that the fact that they get a long rest before playing the Houston Texans, so they're likely going to win that game. But still, I mean, you had it. any shot. You know, I was hoping that they could take care of business and then beat the Titans and go into the last week at 10 and 6 with a chance to go 11 and 6 and maybe compete with the Rams and the Cardinals, you know, right there for that division. Yeah. Um, but this, you know, puts all of that on, on the side. Um, the Rams game now becomes infinitely more important, even if they beat the Texans, 
Um, they still control their own destiny, but man, the margin just got razor thin and another Jimmy Garoppolo performance like this. And it, you know, it could be lights out for them and that's not where you want to be. They completely had the power to, you know, win this game, but Jimmy's going to Jimmy. And like I said, he's, he's a lump of coal in the stocking of the 49ers for this season. And he's, he's going to bah humbug them right out of the playoffs. That's yeah. how it's going to be. I agree. I, I said it in the chat earlier and you basically said, Zach, save it for the show. Um, if the 49ers make the playoffs, which in all likelihood, it looks like they will, I would not be surprised to see a performance like we saw tonight out of them because yes, AJ Brown is an absolute beast and Julio helps, you know, get coverage away. But what do you think these playoff teams have? They have fantastic weapons on the outside. The NFC has some of the best receivers in the NFL. So that's exactly what they're going to go against defensively. And on offense, I think opposing teams know the, the, formula to beat the 49ers is just to take away the middle of the field, force Jimmy to throw it outside, stop the running game. And he's not going to overcome that. And that's just unfortunately the truth. The problem is the 49ers only let one guy get off. And that was AJ Brown. Um, Mm -hmm. Dylan saying, how are the Eagles and Vikings ahead of us with the same record when we beat them? That's not what I said. I said, the 49ers have control their own destiny. 49ers hold the tiebreaker over Philadelphia and the Vikings. They have a better record right now, but if they were f- to finish with the same record, the 49ers hold the head-to-head. Um, man, it you know, A.J. Brown, 11 for 145, but nobody else did anything. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there were more problems than that. I, third down was a huge issue for the 49ers today. Third down and long. Yep. That defense just gave up so many. They couldn't get off so the many. field. They could not get off the field. Yeah. Um. Steve says it's too late in the season to switch them now. Only Trey, only way Trey plays is going to be because of injury. I I disagree. I mean, if they wanted to make that switch, I think they could do it. I think they could sell it to the team. I think they could sell it to the fans. I think there are I think the majority of fans at this point probably want to see Trey play. Um, would it be a lot to overcome this late in the season? Yes, but I don't think it's like completely a, a, a ridiculous thought to say that they would do it. I don't think they right. will, though. I don't think they will. Kyle's tied to Jimmy. I think that's clear. Dylan, the Vikings and Eagles aren't going to be ahead of us if we have the same record. We beat them head-to-head. That's the tiebreaker. Yeah. So what I wanted to say, Matt, is a couple of weeks ago when we were – I think it was right after the second Seahawks game, and we were saying, okay, they have the Bengals. If I remember correctly, they, they had the Bengals right after the Seahawks. Yeah. The Falcons – the Titans, the Texans, and then the Rams. And I remember we said they could probably go about three and two, still make the playoffs. We didn't think they'd beat the Bengals. They beat the Bengals. We weren't sure if they're going to drop an easy one to the Falcons. They took care of business at the Falcons. They dropped a close one because of their own mistakes to the Titans. If you would have told yourself three, four weeks ago, hey, they're going to go, you know, what, two and one in this three game stretch with the Bengals, uh, Falcons and Titans, would you say, okay, I'll take that? Yeah, I would. It's just the ugly nature of this loss is concerning. I hear you. So it, it's it's not that they lost. I think it's how they lost, is, is what you're saying. Right. Because it's stuff that happened so easily for them to, right. to, to make Dylan, Dylan, I'm not going to have this argument with you. Head to head is the first tiebreaker. Yes. So I don't know what playoff thingy you checked. It's wrong. If you're tied with the team in the playoffs, if you've beat them, you are automatically above them. It's a half game. 
uh, lead or whatever you want to call it. Um, so I'm just, I'm at a loss of words, honestly, trying to, trying to put this loss into perspective. I just think that the 49ers, the way they played their first half and then once again, Matt came out flat in the third half, third, excuse me, third quarter, second half offensively. Why can't they just score any points in the third quarter? Why? I don't know. Because Jimmy Garoppolo, that's why. I mean, honestly. And, you know, the injuries to the running game don't help, and they've had to rely on Jimmy more than they would like to. Um, But it doesn't help. The turnovers really killed them because the 49ers, you know, had 100-some-odd more yards than the Titans did. They had almost two yards more per play than the Titans did. They had more first downs. Um, total plays were the same. They won time of possession by a minute, but those two turnovers played the played you know the the factor in what was going on. So it just it wasn't good, man. And you know, looking at the stats here, I remember when ten when the first half ended, Tannehill had forty yards passing, forty yards passing. The defense was playing lights out. They gave up a couple of you know plays, but and for forty yards part, passing on like. 11 completions or something like his yeah. his yards uh, it was like 14 attempts and it was like 40 yards these yards per attempt were terrible yeah don't go in too hard on dylan guys he doesn't like it's it's, it's easy it's, to get confused when you expect nfl network to know what's going on yeah i was watching uh uh haverman middle comp podcast and even they were like getting into it like i don't really know but tiebreaker is always the first if you've played a team and you've beaten them that goes above everything else um yeah so We've seen people like Joe Staley. I saw a couple other people saying the 49ers are the hottest team in the NFL right now. They could go up against any team and beat them. And prior to today, I probably would have agreed with them because when they're on, they're on. But there's no way that we could feel this way like justifiably now, right, Matt? They just got no. exposed on. And the X Factor was always, again, it's always come down to Jimmy Garoppolo. Are you getting good Jimmy or bad Jimmy? It's no no wonder that when they don't throw a pick, when he doesn't throw a pick, they win. And when he does throw a pick, they lose. Yeah. You know? Bec- and, and no other team is like this. Brady can throw picks, and they're, gonna, they're probably still going to win the game. And why is that? Because Brady's upside is so much higher than what Jimmy Garoppolo is going to give you. Jimmy Garoppolo has to play a mistake-free game for the 49ers to live up to their potential. No, like, what other playoff teams are like that? Yeah. There aren't any. By the way, I forgot to put the, the Christmas overlay on, so I just, just switched it for you guys. There you go. Um, yeah, it, it really is infuriating because it's like, why does so much ride on Jimmy Garoppolo's performance? Kyle Shanahan, you let this quarterback throw only a handful of times in two playoff games, yet it seems like you've put so much of this offense on his shoulders. And that's what I think is most frustrating. Yes, Elijah Mitchell wasn't there, but still, guys, this game, the way that they had came out and, and started this game, it should have been a three-score lead right off the bat. There should have never been a point where it was tied 10-10. There should have never been a point where the, the Titans could take a 13-10 lead like that or 17-10, whatever the, it was that they took. That shouldn't have been able even been possible. But it was because the 49ers let them – stay in the game and that's what we've seen okay we we need to we need to nip this shit in the bud right now wano that is not that is not factual zach i'm sending you a link put this up oh come on 
Just kill the overlay. Yeah, there you go. Just kill it. Yep. Just put that thing up. Scroll down. Not within the division. Go up, go, 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 go up. You went too far. Too far, too far. Oh, okay. Too far, too far, too far, too far. Two clubs? clubs. Head to head. Head to head if applicable, which means not in the division because it's, it's applicable. So, all right, close that shit out. We're done with that. It's head to head. Yeah. It's always head to head. So the always other things are, it's always been are head to head. Yeah. If they haven't played each other or if they, that's somehow, when, that's when yeah. conference comes into play when they haven't played each other. Yeah. Um, let's see again. Some, that would be so if the saints and the 49ers this year finished with the same record. That's when that would come into effect. But right. with Minnesota and, and the Eagles head to head takes precedent. Or if you have a tied record, like if somehow the Rams and the Niners would finish with the same record and they split the two games, then I think it would I don't go, know if right? that comes down to division, though. I don't know if it's division first and then conference. Okay, okay. Um, let's see. Ty says, the beginning of this game is looking like a 49ers blowout. There's no defense for Jimmy for this game at all. I totally agree. I totally agree. I was thinking, man, they're walking all over them. The offense is marching up and down the field. That's not what happened. Um, Matt, do you think it was more so – the Titans halftime adjustments that the 49ers just weren't able to account for and keep up with, or was it just the 49ers continuing to shoot themselves in the foot? Hard to uh, say. It's I don't know. It's, it's too hard to really determine that. So it seems like they just weren't going at AJ Brown at all in the first half. And if he was, he wasn't really getting it. He wasn't catching it or it wasn't, you know, too much of a play. Maybe he just needed to warm up after being out for a few weeks. But once he got going, A.J. Brown is a beast. He is a complete beast. And I know a lot of fans were saying he was committing OPI all night. Yeah, if even if that is true, you can't rely on the refs. We've learned that plenty of times this season. You cannot count on the refs. It should not come down on the refs to make the right call or not because repeatedly they won't. They won't make the right call. So that's where the 49ers are. Um, Dylan saying, is there a scenario which we can clinch a wild card spot this week or no? Do you happen to know, Matt? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tommy says Dylan have to play the two games before we know. Okay. Also, um, the tie-breaking rules for division winners and wild cards are different. Hmm. For what division, it's just seeding one through four. To break a tie for a wild card team, two clubs head to head if applicable. Ty Anderson says George Kittle just said we could have been up twenty one. So I don't know, man. At some point, I think George is Jimmy's biggest stand, right? At least in the media. Who knows what happens behind closed doors? But if he's coming out and saying this, and I know he's not saying, but Jimmy, he's just saying uh, it's 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 alluded to. The implication, that's what I was just going to say, is there. It's alluded to. Why weren't we can at 21? You, Zach, can you post Can you post here? We're going to – I want to let everybody read it for themselves. I don't want, you know, just – there you go. Just put that link in the chat. It's from the official operations <clears> – excuse me, the official operations side of the NFL. So these are like the official rules. And if you go down to non-division opponents, wild card – it's this. If the 49ers, Minnesota Vikings, and uh, Eagles all play or all finish with the same record, the 49ers are in over them because of the tiebreaker rules. Yeah. 
Division's different because it's just it's just a matter of seeding. So then yeah. I think that goes to to conference. Yeah. Uh, Wano's asking how Dallas is number two. Um, Dallas right. has the tiebreak over Arizona and Tampa based on best winning percentage in conference games. Right. So, yeah, but man. it's different for wild card, which is head to head, if applicable. Right. Right. So I don't know. I, I I feel like I got all of my angry words out that I wanted to get out for this loss. Yeah. Um, I feel like the 49ers, yes, 100% should have won this game. They can still get back on track next week. Luckily, they have a layup against the Texans. They cannot overlook them. They have the long break. Um, it's just unfortunate, like we keep saying, how it happened. Because it shouldn't have happened like that. They should have won easily. Yeah. Should have been able to rest their starters. Like it, it was just a BS loss, and it's all on Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I, yeah, go ahead. And, and like you said, the cracks are showing. You know, Kittle didn't mention Jimmy's name, but when when he literally says we should have been up twenty one, that's as much an, of an indictment on Jimmy as you're going to get out of them. Yeah. So, um, Dylan says if we beat the Texans next week, then there's literally like no chance we miss the playoffs. I don't know. It depends on. I think it depends on what the Saints do. Because that Saints tiebreaker would be interesting. Because then it could potentially come down. If the 49ers lose their last two, then they could be out. If they, or I'm sorry, if they beat the Texans and lose the last one, they're nine and seven. If New Orleans wins their next two, then it will come down to conference record because they didn't have any, they didn't play each other. So Uh, luckily the Saints are starting Ian Book. Yeah, so they're probably not gonna win. Yeah. Um I'm hoping I'm hoping Eagles, Eagles, Vikings, and and Saints all lose this week, and then we can just beat the Texans and wrap it up. Yeah. I I get Trey a nice start at the end of the season when seeding doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Um, I saw I forget who tweeted it. One of the beat writers say that after Jimmy Garoppolo's second interception, there were no words between him and Kyle Shanahan. He just kind of walked over, sat down on the bench. That's you we have to think Kyle Shanahan is completely fed up with this, right? He is. All you had to do was if you watch the replay of the Brandon Ayuk failed fourth down play, I mean, Kyle almost just slams his whole thing on the ground. Yeah. He was so pissed off. And, you know, a little bit of that's on BA. I think there was a little communication issue. Um, I think BA was maybe trying to squat in the zone, but Jimmy's got to know, man. Jimmy's definitely got to know where that ball's supposed to go. And just not good. Not good. Um, Melissa is asking if there's any injury updates per Matt Mayoko. Aziz Al Shayer is having MRI um, on the knee. MRI on his knee. And DJ Jones. Debo, Debo just got the wind knocked out of him. Yeah. He fell. Uh, DJ the ball. Jones had an ankle. He was able to return. Yeah. And yeah, Debo had the, the wind knocked out of him. Debo, I want to give props to because I know we're, we're bummed out. This was an ugly loss, but what a hell of a game from Debo Samuel. Nine receptions, 159 yards, almost walked that one into the end zone, but he got caught. And it's just like it was going back and forth between him and A.J. Brown the whole night. Who could do it better? Yeah. And I know A.J. Brown ultimately got the win. The Titans did. But Debo is fantastic. And he, I know we've talked about this before, in my opinion, deserves MVP votes because he probably won't get it. First of all, Wilson has never gotten any. Debo probably won't. But I guarantee if I had a vote, Matt, it would go to Debo Samuel. For MVP? Yeah. Uh, honestly, this year, if there's going to be an MVP that's not a quarterback, it's uh, if I'm being honest, it's going to be Cooper Cup. That's fair. 
he he's yeah it's unfortunate that Debo is having the the season he is and he's probably the second best receiver in his division right I mean yeah Cooper Cup's got what 122 catches and like 1653 yards and on top of that he's got like 14 touchdowns or something like that I mean he's having a great and none of the quarterbacks are are you know blowing the doors off of anything like none of the you know Brady just got shut out by the Saints so I don't think there's any standout. If there was going to be a year, I think it's going to come down to Cup and and uh, Jonathan Taylor, who is also having a hell of a season. So that's a great, yeah, that's pretty a great crazy. Shot. Yeah, um, George Kittle, he had some nice catches to start the game or in the beginning of the game. Um, trying to pull the stats right here, but ultimately he had two catches for 21 yards. Okay, so that that's what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just not enough, guys. It just it just wasn't enough ultimately and a lot of it does fall on jimmy garoppolo do you expect him to i i I already know your answer but it's like to turn it around if they get into the playoffs matt do you expect jimmy garoppolo to maybe play a little more conservatively kyle call plays differently to protect him from making these boneheaded throws i mean they were chunking it down the field when they were doing those those rollout screen passes and those rollout throws to the flat it's when Jimmy Garoppolo had to make a long throw that he got into trouble. And again, I say this every time when, when Jimmy Garoppolo has a great game, I always say it. I don't understand why the defense allows him to throw over the middle. If you force him to throw outside on a drop back, he's going to screw it up. That's just what he does. And they took away the middle of the field. Jimmy tried to press it there anyway and had multiple interceptions doing that. So the 49ers cannot they're going to have to take the 2019 playoff playbook and and implement that and you need a running back by the way all you Jeff Wilson Jr stands he played like shit today so uh 3.2 yards of carry is not going to get it done um and and the 49ers running game is just not not good yeah not good they need they need real running backs and not these piecemeal fourth stringers that they're running out there yeah. you know once again, Debo Samuel was the best running back the 49ers had today. And it's not like that when Elijah Mitchell is able to play. So hopefully he can play with the extra time off and he can come back and and play the Texans. And uh, honestly, I would see how the Texans game goes. Um, it, It's, you know, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And, and, you know, it is unfortunate because you lose Raheem Mostert in week one for the year. And then, but it's okay because Elijah Mitchell's looking fantastic. He's got that lightning speed, not quite Mostert, but close, close enough that this offense could still work. And then Mitchell gets injured and he's out a couple games. He comes back and then he's out now three games. Hopefully he can come back for this Texans game. Um, I believe it was the knee injury now that he cleared concussion protocol. But you're you're 100% right, Matt. What what Mitchell is able to do with this offense takes it to a whole nother level because when Jimmy's not getting it done, you can just call a couple runs to, to Mitchell and that lightning speed he's able to hit the hole with just changes everything. And the Niners desperately yeah. missed that today. Desperately missed that. Yeah. Wano, if that's true, then that's a good thing. They yeah. but that that means they have to take care of business against the Texans. So we'll figure it out. And I'm sure we'll address it on the pregame show. Um Melissa Juice might not be great at running the ball, but he had three catches for 45 yards today. He he was very impactful. I was impressed with him today. He's he's usually good every time he's called upon. 
And he yeah. would have had that touchdown. He would have had rare. that touchdown. Yeah, he would have. We could be talking about how Kyle Juszczyk had four catches for 110 yards and a touchdown if yeah. Jimmy doesn't screw it up. Um, also, Juice is a pro baller, so he's like the best fullback in football. Um, I get what you're saying, though. It's not a really – you don't want him to be your primary ball carrier because I don't yeah. think that's his bread and butter. I think he's better in situational football, but – yeah, it's real bad, real bad. Um, plus side, as Steve mentions, uh, I think Trey Sermon will probably be back next week. He was activated, or his practice window was open. Yeah. So if he can, again, 10 days, Yeah. you know. Uh, Ian Sharp said this is worse than the Hawks loss. Oh, it is, I, definitely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because definitely. a lot of fans, like, and, and, and even analysts around the league say, like, I, I want to trust the 49ers, but they lost to the Seahawks. They have lost to the Seahawks every single time, aside from one in the past, like, I don't know, two to three years. You know, it's like they always lose to the Seahawks. Right. The 2019 win in week 17, that's the only thing we've been able to hang our hats on. Which is sad because the Seahawks are garbage this year. Exactly. Exactly. But it's like division games are still weird. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, Ace Press is listening to Chapman Rush podcast. Talks about playoff seating every time. Shout out to John Chapman. Great show. Definitely nice. recommend his. Um, if we beat the Texans, we are in the playoffs. Yep. They just got to take care, take of, business. care of business. Yeah. Aaron Paul entertaining. Grant Conan's going to go off soon. I'm definitely going to watch uh, Grant's like show tomorrow. Probably. Yeah. Uh, Melissa says, Matt, I tried to ask earlier about that sideline throw to Juwan Jennings. What were your thoughts? Um, Completely over, uh, over yeah, his out of bounds. Not good. Yeah. He, that's it's Jimmy. typical Jimmy. Yeah. He cannot throw to the sidelines. Right. That's what we've come to learn from him. Maybe one to two here or there, but for the most part, no. Yeah. If it's going to be to the sideline, it needs to be within like five yards of the line of scrimmage to the sideline. Yeah. Like he had one to Kittle that was on the money on a third down. Um, and then the other one that he had was to Hasty on the third down. But both of those were th- within five yards of the line of scrimmage. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so on Jimmy Garoppolo's incomplete this is per Matt Mayoko. Jimmy Garoppolo's incomplete fourth down pass to Brandon Ayuk in late in the third quarter. It was a shell across Kyle Shanahan said the receiver has to be decisive whether he quote sits or not. Ayuk was quote a little bit in between, and Jimmy was a little bit in between on the throw. So it seems like yeah, he's and that's fair. That's both of them. I agree. I agree. And it, it is a fair kind of analysis of the play, but yeah. I still think both of them need to make it. But Jimmy, if he just do a little better, but I'm biased. People are going to tell me I'm biased because they, they already think I'm like anti Jimmy or something. You should see the replies we get on Twitter, Matt. It's hysterical yeah. how many people think that I'm just like on this anti Jimmy crusade. I want right. the best for the 49ers. I don't care who does exactly. it. I just want them to win. And when we see re- games like this repeatedly from Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, you can't win and like that. Exactly. Uh, real quick, M- Melissa. I know he's a good catching, good catching fullback and blocking, but he's not a damn RB one that I have issues with. They don't treat him as RB one. He only has eight carries on the year, but he's got twenty five catches. So they're using him out of. They're using him as as he should be used, and a lot of times he's blocking. It was just that one game that they like when when Sermon was in the doghouse and Mitchell was out. That is kind of stuck in the mind. Yeah, because he got the five carries against five of his carries were in that Packers game. Yeah. That and that's what it is, but I don't know. Um, I want to talk about this real quick. 
Ace Bruce says, I wish we had more pressure on the right tackle with their uh with them back them out offensive line, but we had four sacks, but man, Bosa with no sacks. Yeah, but they were all up in Bosa's business. He was getting choked yeah. out. He the same story with Bosa. I'm surprised he got the one holding that he did, and it's only because it was so obvious that they had to call it. If it's borderline at all, or if, if you know, maybe Bosa is like a step behind, they're not calling it. And you can see it every single play. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it, it really is. And it's unfortunate because it has game changing effects. You know, like this really does impact the game where instead of a sack, Ryan Tannehill is able to stay alive for an extra two seconds and bomb it down the field 30 yards to A.J. Brown right. on third and 20. You know, like it's just extremely frustrating that it happens to Nick Bosa every single game. Uh, happy holidays, David. Merry Christmas. Go get happy some holidays. Man. Happy holidays. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, and I agree. Like, he shouldn't have gotten those five carries against the Packers. I think that was Kyle being a spiteful prick. Yeah. Like, to be honest. So, yeah. Uh, Ty Anderson says, Why am I more confident in our defense on third and three than third and 15? Because they're better on third and three. Yeah. This team at third and long, it's been a problem for a while, and it's it's just not acceptable. We've been saying the last four or five games they've won or whatever, how many there is, we're not sure why the opposing quarterbacks aren't just testing the corners on every play. They should. Yeah. They will find success if they do. And for some reason, they do it, and they have success, and then they get away from it. And then sometimes they get back, sometimes they don't. Exactly. But, yeah. Uh, we're going to wrap things up here shortly. I know we both want to get to our families. It's Christmas Eve Eve. Yep. Hug Fat says, what can they do about Bosa being held? Just live with it. They have to lob complaints at the league office and like really try to advocate. And they can't do it during the season because I don't think that's going to work. But, you know, advocate in the offseason, you know, with send specific examples game to game to game to game to game. If you're sending them 50 examples of where Bosa was held, then maybe they'll do something about it. Um, especially because, I mean, you know, you see A.J. Brown pushing off of Ambry Thomas today to get a huge catch, and they don't call that. You get the superstar call, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Bosa should be getting some superstar car- superstar calls, and he's not. Um, you know, even players like his own brother and Miles Garrett get the benefit of the doubt of calls far more than Nick Bosa does, and it's, it's kind of it's, it's crappy. It, it really is. Um, the, Dylan's saying Josh Norman sucks. You miss Emmanuel Mosley. Totally agree. I cannot wait for Emmanuel Mosley to get back. Although it is a tough ask tonight with AJ Brown getting back. He is one of the best. I know his stats haven't showed it this season, but he really is. Yeah. yeah, uh, Yes. But at the same time, I think Emmanuel has enough short area quickness to not get stuck behind a lot of those comeback routes that, Norman has to bail on and it's the same issue that we had with Richard Sherman you're talking about a dude that was marginally athletic to begin with who is now at the backside of his career where his athleticism is seeping away from him and it just makes those cushions so much more ugly when when they happen there's no chance for you know for somebody to get there and and not to mention that the defense just came out completely flat in the second half you know whereas in the first half you see like Fred Warner tossing AJ Brown to the ground like he's, you know, a sack of potatoes, or, yeah. you know, Kwan Williams chasing a running back screen all the way from the middle of the field to a sideline and getting, uh, you know, it's just, just not good enough, man. Not good enough. Yeah. And they came out flat. And I think a lot of that was just because the defense has to be sitting there 
you know, face palming and going like, what do we have to do to give the offense a chance to, you know, get some points and do their thing. And Jimmy just can't stop shooting the team in the foot. Yep. It, it really is. And especially when there's a long drive by the opposing team's offense, the defense manages to get a stop after like a five, six, seven minute drive, they get off the field and then the Niners come out and go, you know, three and out, or maybe get a one first down, then go three and out. Then you ask your defense to go back out there it's tiring. It's exhausting. And, and they're c- consistently asking a lot of their defense when they're missing a lot of key guys. So it really is just not complimentary football. Yeah. And that's going to cost Put up me. Brandon's comment because this is really, this is something that pissed me off about Jimmy's presser. Okay. A true leader, when you win, you say we. When you lose, you say me. And Jimmy did not do that. He's not taking accountability for his fuck-ups. Kyle is already giving him the pass. Jimmy doesn't need to do it for himself, too. Jimmy should be going out there going like, I threw those picks. I made those mistakes. No one forced him to throw the ball with Rashawn Evans over the middle. He did it anyway. It was dropped, but it could just as easily have been a pick. No one forced him to throw the ball to Kittle when nothing was open. I mean, for for Kyle's credit, he even said the throw in the third quarter. There was no excuse to throw that one. That was terrible. It was a wobbling duck to nobody. Yep. So that's that's disappointing from Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and that's that's the 49ers leader that they ride or die with or whatever, while Trey is carving them up in practice. Yeah. Listen to this quote from Kyle Shanahan, guys. Quote, there was 19 seconds left, and I didn't want it to lead to a turnover and give them anything. Kyle Shanahan on his decision to let the clock run out in the first half. Yep. That screams, I have zero confidence in my quarterback. How are they going to turn the ball over? Most likely an interception. So that just shows exactly what Kyle Shanahan thinks of Jimmy Garoppolo and his ability to lead this team to score points, to win. But he placed himself in this shitty situation that he does need to continue to play him because they need to recoup something. So, right. It is what it is. I mean, also, can we can we talk about something here? Um, you know, last year when Jimmy was injured and, you know, you had Nick Mullins out there starting at the end of games when you needed to heave down the field, he brought in the strong arm guy. He brought in CJ Beathard to try to heave the ball downfield. I just wonder why they didn't throw Trey in there to throw a Hail Mary down the field. It's not like it's not a hard thing you have to do. You just got to huck the ball as far as you can. Right. Yeah. He would have got there, but instead they went with this stupid gadget play, and it just kind of shows you where Kyle's at, where it's ride or die with Jimmy right now, and it doesn't matter what's going to give you the best shot to win. He's going to take the easy way out, you know, because the worst thing that could have happened is that Trey makes that throw, they score a touchdown, and then it's, well, now what do you do with Trey Lance? You know what I mean? And he's so scared of that that he's going to allow things to come to this. I, You know, we had a we had a brief, I guess, discussion in the chat. If Jimmy would have thrown a third interception, would Kyle have pulled him? And we were split because it's just it's so hard. like all of us would have pulled him immediately. We wanted to pull him after the second one, after the second pick, and he almost threw the third to Rashawn Evans. We were like, all right, done, done. Yep. But he wasn't going to do it, and it's just it's so frustrating to watch. It's so frustrating because you cannot tell me that this team would be significantly worse with rookie Trey Lance out there. And that's why I said that earlier in my tweet. Oh, you know, the 49ers can't afford these rookie mistakes from Trey Lance, but they're getting them from Jimmy Garoppolo right now. 
So what's the point? And, and without the athletic ability or the arm strength of Trey Lance, it's like at this point you have to agree or at least consider does Trey Lance offer what I'm already getting, if not more, from Jimmy Garoppolo? Right. Um, check out these stats. Nick Wagner of ESPN tweeted this. Jimmy Garoppolo tonight, 20 for 22, or 20 of 22, 186 yards and a touchdown on throws, five or fewer air yards, six of 13, 136 yards and two interceptions on throws, more than five air yards. That's atrocious. That's embarrassing. Yep. So... I, and real quick, before we wrap things up, I just want to say our, our writer, Ted, put out an article uh, Wednesday, yesterday morning. Yep. And it was about, uh, are the 49ers going to suffer a Titanic collapse in Tennessee? And they it did. was a play on words. It was a play on words. Titan, Titan. Um, we got a lot of pushback for that. A lot of people were saying this is clickbait. A lot of people were saying you're negative. A lot of people were saying the Titans are trash. And at the very end of his article, he even said, I don't think they're going to have some massive loss, but they might lose a close one. And that's exactly what happened. So people, for some reason, were underestimating the Titans all week leading up to this game. So just maybe take a second and consider these are still NFL teams. They were getting healthy. They had just lost a very ugly one to the Steelers. Yeah. They were fighting for first in the AFC. They had a lot to play for, more than the 49ers, arguably. So it came and, down and, to who you wanted know, it more. I had said this yesterday. I worry about those corners. If the if the defense is not getting home like they need to, and they had four sacks, but I mean, against three missing starting offensive linemen, they should have had more. Yeah, to be should honest, have had seven. You're leaving. You're leaving your guys out on an island, and when they did that, it exposed them. Yep. Thomas and Norman were both exposed. Now Julio Jones didn't do anything, but he was out there as a threat. And you know, even if you didn't think, oh, Julio Jones is doing this and this and that. The one guy you couldn't let kill you was AJ Brown, and he killed you anyway. Yeah. So if when they couldn't get home, it wasn't because they didn't game plan for AJ Brown. I can tell you that. I guarantee you that they did. But the fact of the matter is that AJ Brown is just significantly more talented what they than what they put against him. And when that happens, and you're not getting to the quarterback in a timely manner, they're going to eat your lunch. And when you have Jimmy Garoppolo, who's just going to turn the ball over a ton and you know not get the ball past the sticks i mean there was a sack that he took where he had he had debo samuel underneath and yeah there was a guy behind him but you never know because because debo has slipped tackles before well he didn't throw it he just took he took the sack and it's yeah. just it's really frustrating today was one of those games where you really are just like i don't know if i can let this team like break my heart like this anymore it's just one where you're just so disgusted and so like you could kind of see it like when Jimmy threw that red zone pick, I was like, mm, I think this is that's a momentum change right there. So yeah. not great. It, it really was. And you could feel it. You could feel it happening. The, the crowd had been silent. They're getting into it. The defense was getting up. A.J. Brown later in the game got up, did a little dance. It's like this momentum has completely shifted. And now the 49ers have only themselves to think, yes, Jimmy Garoppolo. But overall, it was still a team loss. Other facets of the game, the defense couldn't get off the field. Mainly Jimmy Garoppolo. Don't 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 get me wrong, guys. Mainly Jimmy Garoppolo is responsible, but there are still other facets at play here. Um, any final thoughts, Matt? Before we wrap things up, um, they have to go out and they have to put a whooping on the on the Texans. They cannot come out flat. They cannot come out and play with their food. They need to beat the crap out of the, the Texans and move on. 
Um, you know, it's um, I believe it's it's at Santa Clara, right? It's it's a home game. Yeah, I believe um, so. You know, because you have a tough a tough game week week eighteen against the Rams on the road. Uh, and, and you you don't want to leave it up to chance that you're coming down to the last minute on these playoff berths or whatever. You don't want to have to beat the Rams to make the playoffs. Yeah, beat the Texans, take care of business, secure your playoff spot, and then you can you know you can kind of maybe run through the motions against the Rams, right? Maybe play the starters a half and then get them out of there um, to keep them fresh. You never know. Uh, especially, especially if you end up having to play like a division opponent like Arizona in the first round, uh, so they they just can't come out and do what they did today. It was absolutely ugly, and I'm just I'm ready to be done with Jimmy G, man. I'm ready. Yeah, same man, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's just it's unfortunate where the 49ers are this season. Again, I would like to place a little bit of just perspective here because if you would have told me a few weeks ago the 49ers would beat the Bengals would beat the Falcons drop a close one I would have probably been happy but if you would have also told me how they lost to this game yeah I would have been very frustrated it's the way they lost it's yeah. not that they lost it's the fact that they had this lead that they came out on fire and hot and then they just like they they cut off their nose to spite their face. Yeah, exactly. So that's what's most most frustrating here. They got to take care of business against the Texans, and then if the Rams game is a meaningful game that can potentially do something, move them up, clinch a spot, then they then need to take care of business again. I don't want to see Jimmy Garoppolo making boneheaded mistakes like that. Um, I mean, obviously it's going to happen, but yeah, if you have a far superior quarterback or at least a potentially far superior quarterback on the bench. Again, it, it's just, it's like, it's like spitting in our face, forcing us to watch. Or just one that can hit a, a wide open Kyle use or that that's not asking too much of a no quarterback getting paid millions of dollars. No, I don't think so. But on that note, guys, before we wrap up, we got to plug our sponsors. We got to pay the bill. Yep. So guys, I actually won some money tonight, which is hey. kind of crazy. Um, last week against the Falcons, I won 140 bucks because I bet the Niners would be up seven to ten, seven to nine points at half. And just before half, they got this touchdown with Debo Samuel, and I won. And this week, I bet, and it was a kind of a risky bet, but I bet that they would be up 10 to 12 points at halftime. And I thought for sure they were going to uh mess it up, but they did it, they held on, and I won 180 bucks because it was plus. 900 and i bet 20 dollars. so you could start winning some money too if you just go to mybookie.ag and sign up with promo code hive you'll get your first deposit instantly matched all the way up to a thousand dollars you bet 500 bucks they'll match you 500 bucks you bet 700 you know you know all the way up to a thousand bucks you guys can do the math you'll also get a 20 casino chip to the mybookie casino they got a bunch of cool games on there there are two games on christmas night the Browns and the Packers, the Colts and the Cardinals both have playoff implications in them. So go sign up right now, mybookie.ag, promo code Hive. You can start making some money. I made $180 tonight. So even though the Niners lost, I still made some money. It, it, it kind of sweetens just a little bit. Uh, so shout out to mybookie. Again, mybookie.ag, promo code Hive. Get your first deposit instantly matched. Mybookie, but on anything, anywhere, anytime. 
Shout out to my bookie for sponsoring the show. Um, and we got next Acre Gold. We're going to plug just Acre Gold and we're going to wrap things up here tonight. You can get gold for as little as $50 a month. You no longer have to fork out hundreds of dollars a month. You can start by clicking the link in the description and start buying gold. And once you reach the market price of two and a half grams, guys, Acre Gold will discreetly send you a nice, Matt calls it a gold stamp, a gold bar in the mail. I got my second one on the way. I just made my last payment on the second one. So go buy gold, Acre Gold. Click the link in the description. Go support our sponsors because they support us. All right, Matt. Final thoughts. Last, I know I already asked for you once, but if you could yeah. sum up this game and maybe a little bit of optimism towards next week in a sentence or two, what do you got? Yeah, the optimism is they have a long week um, to figure things out, go over the film, get guys healthy, maybe get Elijah Mitchell back, uh, some of that other stuff. And they need to come out and beat the Texans. Unfortunately, the Texans are not a good team. So this defense that came out real hot against Tennessee can come out real hot against a rookie quarterback in Davis Mills and hopefully just put things to bed early and the 49ers can situate themselves to be, you know, control of their own destiny for a wild card berth. Yeah. 100%. Um, it, it's what every team asked for in late December, just control yep. of their own fate. That's what the 49ers have right now. If they just win out, they'll be in a good position. They need to clean up. And maybe maybe this loss was a good thing in a way. I know it's going to sound crazy, but maybe just because maybe it brought them back down to, to reality, brought them back down to earth. They have some things to clean up. Maybe they're getting a little too too high up there mentally. So it, you got to look at the positives, guys. Unfortunately, they lost, but it is what it is. We hope you guys have a fantastic Christmas. We hope you get everything you asked for. Hope you got everybody everything they asked for. We appreciate all of you guys tuning in. Um, this year was a fantastic year. We'll be with you guys before New Year's, but I just wanted to say we appreciate all of you guys. It's going to sound a little cheesy, but doing this show, having you guys on, it's the best present that we could ask for. So we really do appreciate all you guys, and we're grateful that you all tune in before and after every game. Absolutely. Go ahead and smash the like button, subscribe, follow us on our socials. Um, you know, we love having you here as always. Fortunately, we have a little bit more 49ers football. We got a little break for the holidays. We can recharge, rejuvenate, come back and beat the Texans. So with that being said, again, thank you for being here. We love having you guys. And until next time, go Niners.